Simple Life Together, Episode 15, Creating Your Morning Routine and Living Without a Printer. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, I talked about some typical middle-class homes, and Dan talked about how one simple gadget can lead to a whole cluttered line of gadgets and accessories. So before we start, here's a quick website guide update. We've received some great feedback on the Simple Life Guide to Building Your Side Gig website, so thanks for that, and if you're considering creating a side gig to help you reach your goals, be sure to check it out. It's completely free. And you can sign up at simplelifetogether.com slash website guide, all one word. We also have a link in the sidebar of the website at simplelifetogether.com. You can get it there as well. Now, on today's show, I'll share some tips on creating a morning routine. And I know we've talked about going paperless, but how about going printerless? Oh, yeah. That's going to yeah. be interesting, Dan. I'd like to hear what you got to say yeah, on that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get started. Why don't you start off, Vanessa? Okay, are you feeling a little rushed in the mornings? Are you stressed out? Do you find yourself getting distracted from completing your important tasks? Do you feel like you've wasted your day? Well, you're not alone, let me tell you. (laughs) One of the most popular posts on my GetSimplifies.com website is about how to create a morning routine. Yeah, that one gets a lot of hits. It does. Now, I talked about routines in general way back in, I think it was episode Episode two. Episode two, I think, yep. But I thought I'd get a little bit more specific here and share some tips specific to a morning routine. So if your mornings haven't been feeling too simple lately, maybe it's time to create a morning routine to help get your day off to a great start. (laughs) Right. Because I know we all have those bad days and stuff, but usually it's because you're just not in a routine. You're just not prepared for the day. I'm not talking about hitting the snooze button on your alarm five times before you actually roll out of bed. That's pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) All you got to do is reach over, right? It's really simple. Ask me how I know. (laughs) No, I'm talking about establishing a consistent routine to help create order in your home and your life and to help you gain control of your day. One of the things that uh, I get, you know, I get up so early all the time. All the time. But the coolest thing for me that's simple is I like never set an alarm. No. I'm almost always up between somewhere between three yeah, thirty and five thirty. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, it's just natural. When I wake up, I wake up. But yeah. that's one of the benefits of working from the house. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now the only way I get up on my own is just if I get at least eight or nine hours of sleep. Yeah. Then I'm ready to wake up on my own. But you, you cut me short. Yeah, it's a little hard. But <laughs> so. I'm sure establishing a routine helps out a lot. Well, know, it does, and it especially helps for your family. Um, you know, when you are creating an environment of consistency, that's what's yeah. key here. Because with consistency comes known expectations of roles and responsibilities, known outcomes, and a happier, calmer family. Now think about it like this. We are all drawn to certain businesses, products, bosses, and friends because they provide consistently good food, products, leadership, and friendship, That's right? That's absolutely right. You know, those are the folks That's that why you find to... yourself going to the same places exactly. all the time. Exactly. Yeah, you're just you're drawn to things that are consistent. You know what to expect from them. Well, if we expect and value consistency in those things, why not value it in our own lives? A morning routine is just the thing to give you order and calm. Good call. Okay. So now before we jump into creating a daily routine, just remember to keep a couple of concepts in mind. The first thing is think about specific tasks. You need to really identify your specific morning tasks and how long it takes to do each of them. We call this like creating like a time map. One of the steps to creating your own time map is you have to really identify all the tasks that you want to accomplish and have a realistic expectation or idea of how much time those things take. I think you kind of do this subconsciously anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
Yeah, but but when you start adding new tasks and and so forth, it can really throw off your routine. Yeah, but or or you may not really know how long a task takes. You assume that it only takes you ten minutes to take your kids to right. school. Yeah. But re- the reality is that it might take 20 minutes. I've discovered that. Yeah. Or I used to think that I could just take 30 minutes to get dressed. No, it's 45 minutes right. <laughs> from start to finish. So I suggest writing everything down. The shower, getting dressed, eating, drinking coffee, making the bed, etc. All those things. It may seem tedious and excessive at first, but by identifying all of your tasks and the time it takes to complete them, you'll have a better idea of how to manage and schedule your morning routine. That makes perfect sense. It's yeah. like the... Um the backwards planning schedules and things that we talk about all the time. Yep, that, that's right. Yep. Now, I also want you to keep in mind the specific order that things need to, to occur. Figure out the most logical sequence of events for you and schedule each event in a time slot. Yep. Okay. Um, I highly recommend writing the schedule down on paper or on your calendar. Now, of course, electronic calendars like iCalendar, Outlook, or Google, which is my personal favorite, are especially wonderful because you can rearrange your tasks without wasting time rewriting and erasing events. Yeah, because there's, there's obviously a logical sequence. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you, don't you, do. go, you don't want to take a shower and then go running. Right, right. Okay. right. You don't want to get dressed and then take a shower. <laughs> get sweaty, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, I mean, so. it sounds basic, but seriously, you need to write it down. Then the other concept is that is consistency. Just keep consistency in mind. This is key. Once you've figured out your task in order, now you've got to stick to it. Duh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just creating that habit. There's no point in going through all the effort of creating a routine if you're not going to follow it. Right. Now, you're not saying that to go through it like a checklist every morning, but as it, until it becomes routine, refer to that and... Um well, you may need to at first. At first, yeah. yeah. Whatever your comfort level is. But usually, sometimes I recommend that for clients. So like, I can't stick to it. And I'm like, well, make that checklist. Right. Whether you're looking at your calendar or you actually write it out, look at it. And you may want to check it off. That's just true. Just to get like, into the habit. Like when we did um, Wake Up Productive, Eben Pagan's course. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was a brand new routine. Yes. So you'd, you wanted to time it all out and all that and make sure that you're following it. Yep. And you want to make sure you're going step by step by step right. until it becomes just... Habitual. <laughs> Habitual and routine. routine. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. I wonder why so. they call it that. <laughs> okay, so if you're having trouble, you know, kind of putting together your morning routine or getting used to this idea, here are a few suggestions to get you started. Okay. Okay. Wake up early. Take fifteen to thirty minutes to wake up. Enjoy your coffee. Check out the news or read. You could check out my morning coffee routine post on prepping your coffee the night before. Because, we'll put a link in the show notes to that one. Huh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Because having a fresh cup of joe already made first thing in the morning makes up makes all the difference in the world, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, trying to pour the coffee grounds into the filter and all that stuff. I mean, it can be a big mess. But if it's prepped the night before, you're good to go. <laughs> Here's another thing that you can incorporate as part of your, your morning routine. Review your daily tasks. Refresh your memory of the tasks and important to-do items that you need to get done that day. I personally like to spend one to two minutes reviewing my to-do list in the morning to mentally prepare me for the day and adjust my schedule if I need to. Now, of course, I do this the night before as well, but I also get up, and after I wake up, I'm kind of looking at, let me look at that to-do list again, uh-huh. You know, whether it's on my calendar or if you do sticky notes, whatever the case is, just kind of, all right, okay, yep, I know what I need to focus on today. Just get you mentally prepared. Make your bed. Of course, you're going to have me, the professional organizer. I'm going to recommend that you make your bed, okay? (laughs) Beds take up a lot of space, and when they aren't made, they look like a whole lot of clutter. Simply taking five minutes or less to make your bed will instantly make your room look cleaner. Plus, you'll feel much more relaxed when you come home to a tidy room. Well, you know, and this is one area where we kind of... Differ? I mean, that's very important to you. Yeah. It's not quite as important to me. It's because you take naps. I do. (laughs) I wake up the guy... Who 
wakes up the bugler to wake up the baker who makes the donut. <laughs> okay. I'm up early. Oh, I got you. Right? Okay. So I have to take a nap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I love the fact, I mean, that that bed takes up so much space. And if you just simply make it, I mean, your room is already halfway clean. I mean, yeah. it's awesome. That's so. true. It, and it, honestly, it does look good. Yeah. It looks great when I lay down to take a nap on it. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> if you don't like the process of making a bed, consider cutting down on the amount of pillows you have and use a duvet cover over your comforter because a duvet can double as a cover and a top sheet. So all you have to do is pull up the duvet across the bed. No wrestling or pulling back the top sheet. And when it's time to do laundry, just pull off the duvet and throw it in the washer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just an idea for you. Get rid of decorative pillows. Yeah, decorative pillows. Now It's like the nope. The nope. The soap that you don't use that we talked about in the other <laughs> couple episodes ago. The nope. Nope. You can't uh, use that soap. That's yeah, nope. To this yep. day, we have not used it. We still it's don't use there. the nope. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's funny about the pillows, though. I mean, whatever your comfort level is, and I mean comfort, because Dan's comfort is having how many pillows? I admit, I do, I'm certainly no minimalist when it comes to pillows. No. I got, I got a bad back. Okay, so do I. I use three pillows. <laughs> yeah. I use three pillows. A knee pillow. Yeah. A, cu- a cuddle pillow. A cuddle pillow. It sounds <laughs> sounds bad coming from me, but uh, <laughs> let's call it the Vermont cuddle pillow. Yeah, <laughs> no the Vermont teddy bears. Teddy. Oh my gosh! You know it's almost it's almost Valentine's Day, and these Vermont teddy bear commercials oh. are all over the TV. Oh, they're killing and me! And I can't. I think I've strained my eyes from rolling them so high in my skull. <laughs> But anyway, okay, off on a tangent. Sorry, yep. <laughs> come back. Okay, another thing that you can do um, as part of your morning routine is to to prepare your dinner, or at least make sure you have all your food items that they're defrosted, or that you have all the supplies that you need for the ingredients. As far as the ingredients for the dinner, um, you know, you can also consider how long it will take for you to make dinner and adjust your schedule if you need to. Now, what I usually do is I have a glass board in the kitchen where I put the the week's meals on there. And so I just kind of refer to that. And I actually kind of look at the, the next day's meal as well. And if I need to pull, you know, meat from the freezer, then I do that to allow it to defrost. So just kind of take this time to make sure that you have everything. And if you have to pick up something, then you know what you need. If you need to swing by after work to pick up a specific ingredient or an item, then, then you know what you need to get. Or make a list for me. Yes, for Dan. <laughs> Please, because you know I hate shopping. Okay. I also think it's a good idea to empty the dishwasher or the dish rack. Put your dishes away first thing in the morning so that you and your family can fill it up throughout the day after breakfast and, and the rest of the day instead of waiting to do it all after dinner. Right. Because dinner can be such a, just a mad rush, you know, and especially when there's stuff still in the sink, like clean dishes in the sink that need to be put away and, and you're trying to use the sink and all that stuff. It just yeah, becomes And dinner a usually has a lot of pots and pans and it, it does. stuff of, that goes yeah. with it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was having my daughter help me make a juice but I, there were still clean dishes in the sink that hadn't been put away. And so it was just kind of frustrating because I needed that space. So that's the purpose. You want to kind of have this routine where you know that dishes are going to be put away so that you can fill up the dishwasher or the sink or whatever throughout the day and not get frustrated when it's time to make dinner or do something else. Yeah. Okay, another part of your morning routine can be the workout, shower, and dress times. After you shower and get dressed, be sure to put your dirty clothes in the laundry Put away your toiletries and makeup, wipe down the sinks, and hang up your towel. Yeah, now, this doesn't really, um, like, putting your your dirty clothes in the laundry, that doesn't really save you in your morning routine, but it really helps you out in your other daily routine. It's just already done. Yes, right? it's, it's done. It's just part of your habit. Yeah, it's just, it's so much easier than just to leave it there. I yeah. mean, to, you know, folks are like, Mom, my laundry, everything's so cluttered, but... If you just touch it once, you're taking it off, putting it in the laundry hamper as, as opposed to 
taking off your clothes, letting them sit on the floor. Then you have to pick them up again to put them in the laundry hamper yep, later. That makes sense. So I'm just, you know, just kind of put that, you know, just include that kind of effort in, in your routine. Okay, now, of course, part of your morning routine will be prepping the kids for school. You want to make sure that you allot time to make lunches. Now, you do that the night before. Yes, usually. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, definitely. I like doing it the night before, and I actually like doing it as part of my dinner routine because usually I'm either making leftovers for my lunch or it just makes sense. All the dishes are out and we're, you know, we're just kind of cleaning up. It makes sense for me to go ahead and just deal with the food stuff at the same time that I'm doing dinner cleanup. Right. We should link to your nightly routine post. Yes. Too. It's, yeah. It has those, these two go hand in hand. Yeah. Because you've probably heard me say this too, that your morning routine starts the night before, right. you know, a good morning starts really the night before I'm prepping. So they kind of go hand in hand, but this is just trying to get you in the habit of thinking what kind of things do you need to do in the morning during your morning routine, right. some ideas so, and things to think about. So they need time to eat breakfast, get dressed, brush their teeth, get their school the bags school bags ready. ready. Right? Yep. Yes. You know, and of course, if your kids are old enough, be sure to get them in a routine too and have them take on some, if not most of the responsibilities. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Kids love routine, so get them involved. Sounds great. All right. Now, making breakfast and cleaning up afterwards is part of your morning routine as well. Return all food items to their fridge, pantry, or cupboards. Scrape leftover food in the trash. I know this sounds kind of simple, <laughs> but it's just scrape off the plates and put your dishes in the sink or the dishwasher. Take care of it right away. Wipe down the sinks and the counters, stove and microwave, all that good stuff. Just like your bed, the kitchen has a lot of counter space, and when one counter is cluttered, the whole kitchen looks messy. <laughs> so just take a couple of minutes every day to wipe down those counters and appliances. You'll be amazed at how refreshing it is to come home to a clean kitchen after a busy day at work. Yeah, you what know, do you think? No, I think it's good stuff. You know, one of the things that um, I, just, I read Leo Babauta's and Habits, too, and uh-huh. a long, long time ago, he talked about kind of get in, in this mode of, like I have, I usually have a bowl in the morning for... Uh, for my breakfast that's usually in a bowl. Uh-huh. So when you're done, wash that bowl, wash that utensil, dry them and put those away. That's where I usually mess up. <laughs> I usually leave it in the other side of the sink with the clean dishes. But, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But it's just that that's part of the that's part of the whole habit in learning to appreciate the moment is you make your food, you eat your food, and you you clean up your utensils. And it's that whole thing that's part of that experience. Yeah, it is it sounds a little zenny. But I was just going to say it does, but it really, it really is. If you change your mind on this, you know, and really think the perspective is you're just really enjoying, enjoying the experience. You're, and right. then, cause the last thing you want to do is that like, you have this great meal and then the next day you're going to have to clean up this mess with the caked on food and all that junk. It's just, it's not, that's not very yeah. peaceful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's more frustrating than anything. So, so now that you got all this stuff done, what's the next step? Well, get on with your day. All now right. that you've got your morning routine complete, you can head off to work. On time, of course, <laughs> or to your home office if you work from home like we do, and uh, spend time with your kids or take care of your priority tasks and errands. So basically, my point is is that you know if you can just simply you can ease your morning routine by having a routine. Basically, uh, this happened to me yesterday, and the reason why I wanted to talk about it today was that yesterday I was so I was just kind of in a funk, and it was because I had slept in, even though it was a Saturday. You know, our days are kind of weird because it's. <laughs> Our weekends aren't like traditional weekends, I guess, but we work whenever we need to work. But I just, I got up late. I didn't go for my morning run like I usually do or my morning workout. So that put me in a funk right away. And then, and then just not really sticking to the task that I had at hand for the day. I mean, I, and so what happened was I was just totally thrown off course because I didn't stick to my routine. I guess that's, I mean, even your body, like when you deviate from the foods that you normally eat, Mm -hmm. your body reacts to that and... Why should your, why should your, it should be any different, uh, you know, from deviating 
for your morning routine. If you have a normal routine that, that you're just kind of used to, it would only make sense that if you really deviate from it, it kind of throws you off a kilter for a little right. bit. Right. I mean, and wouldn't, you, wouldn't it throw you off course if I didn't come over to you right away? Because Dan always gets up first and he sits in the glider. Yep. Laptop in hand or iPad. Laptop and lap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and lap, yeah. Yep. Or the iPad, right? And then I wake up and the first thing I do is go over there and give him a kiss. Yep. Yeah. Because if, if I don't, then there's something wrong. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but that's the routine. I go and get my water. Then I go get my, I drink water first to just kind of rehydrate. And then, and then I have my coffee, I sit down, take a break. It's that whole 15 to 20 or 15 to 30 minutes I talked about just kind of waking up. And that just sets your mood. It gets you going. So, yeah. anyhow, I hope these tips have been helpful. We'll see. You know, I just, I really, I highly recommend routines. Um, but your morning routine is going to help you. And then also, you should check out the nightly routine. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a morning routine or ritual that works for you and you'd like to pass it on, heck, let us know. And we'll uh, we'll talk about it here on uh, one of the future shows. Yeah, and of course, this works for me. You know, we have a small family. and but But for you, it might be a little bit differently. But the bottom line is... Have a realistic idea of the time it takes for you to complete your task. Do it in a logical order and then try to make it a habit. There you go. That'll work. Thanks very much. Right. Well, I guess I'm up next. You huh? are. What's your topic? Oh, going printerless. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So, you know, we, we essentially are, we started keeping a running list of our top tech problems or issues or situations that cause us frustration with tech and uh, essentially just things that are just a hassle. And we're keeping the list so we can do a good 80-20 analysis and kind of take action to eliminate or at least mitigate some of the problems. <laughs> I'm laughing over here because I'm, I'm afraid you're going to eliminate me because no. I think most of your tech issues are me. <laughs> it's like user error. <laughs> no way. Come on, babe. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, geez, I think every day I'm like, babe, I don't know what's going on. That's <laughs> nah, all good. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. That's right. That's what I do. You do it well. So, well, thank you. Oh, ding. Did bada you hear ding. That? Bada bing. We got a bada ding. We got bada a ding bing. in there somewhere. All right. <laughs> so on the top of the list for tech items is our computer printer. And we used to have two printers. Uh, we had one in the house and we had one in the in the office here in the world shedquarters. And we we really seldom use them at all. No. But uh, I'd, And I'd be willing to bet that the one inside the house wasn't used for... Oh, about oh, well over a year, and I yeah, and we use it. We just didn't use it. Or someone's the only one that used the, it. Exactly, and that was very very seldom. Yeah. And we got rid of that recently as part of the edit and forget it challenge That's items right. out the door. Let it go. So it um the, you know here's the thing. It wasn't in the way at all. Mm-mm. That's right because I had it stored. Yeah, it, it was. Matter of fact, it was like completely out of sight. Um, it always was. It was hidden in some step furniture that, that Vanessa bought um, when she lived in Korea. Yeah. And it sat there for over a year. And I think about it now, it was plugged in the whole time, just sucking oh, electricity. We shouldn't have done that. I know. <laughs> and it's just waiting for us to try and print something so it could get back at us for ignoring it by giving us one of those irritating little bouncy icons you get on the computer screen saying, replace ink cartridge uh, or, yeah. you know, printer not connected or... Or troubleshoot can a PC load letter, you know, <laughs> you know, one of those irritating messages. And you're like, no, not now, yeah, because yeah. I have to leave right uh, now. It, it, exactly, it always happens when you know at the worst possible moment. Printers are heartless; they they are just absolutely heartless. Yeah, and like you know, it's always when you're in a hurry. Yeah. And well, never again for that one there. That printer is gone. It's probably <laughs> oh on a nice gosh. little shelf with some other friends at the Goodwill store or other <laughs> printers looking at each other saying, where do we go wrong? You know, 
But uh, so as for the printer here in the world shed quarters, well, she's getting dangerously close to joining her brother on the shelf. Oh, I'd say. And uh, really upset we, sometimes. We just seldom use the, a printer at all. And really when we do, it's, um, there's usually an issue with it connecting. And actually, it's just more than a printer. This is like one of those all-in-one printer, scanner, fax machines. And mm-hmm. it's a Wi-Fi only unit. So there's no option for like a direct connection to the computer or the router. So strictly Wi-Fi only. And even with software updates, we haven't had the best of luck with this thing staying connected. You know, come to think of it, I don't recall ever, not even once, using the scan function no, on uh-uh. this thing. Well, that's because we use... We have the scan snap. Yeah, for we use the scan snap. Everything. That's for, we use that for everything in our paperless workflow. And I know for a fact we've never scanned or uh, faxed anything from it either. No. So that that's for sure. So we bought this... Really great printer. Actually, there was a lot of um, thought that went into getting this one. I think I'm going to get to that in a second. But but uh, it's sexy. It's sexy looking. It it is. It's a nice sleek printer. But sleek and but it can look sexy. But you got to be functional too. That's right. That's what I always say. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, you know, the other day, Farnoosh Brock. You've heard us mention her before. She's from ProlificLiving.com. Well, she's also a member of our Edit and Forget It Challenge. And she posted this on the Edit and Forget It Challenge Facebook page. She said, Hi, everyone. So I've made a firm decision not to buy a printer for our business. Until a month ago, we'd been using my hubby's work printer. And and side note, I hate printers with a passion like you wouldn't believe. So can I survive without a printer? And she said, I'm willing to bet yes. Well, you know, that simple post on the Edit and Forget It Facebook page really got me thinking. And I I spent a lot of time comparing and contrasting our options when I bought this all-in-one. And I looked at the function, of course, and I also looked at ink costs and the size of the unit because, you know, our our shed quarters is only 12 by 12. And uh, I looked at the feed rate and how the whole thing was configured to make sure that we'd have good access to it for the way I designed the desk. And this is the thing I realized after Farnoosh's Facebook post. Through that whole process, all the time that I spent evaluating which printer was the best. I never once considered not buying a printer. That's funny. And after all the efforts we've made over really the last three or four years at Going Paperless, I just never even, it never even entered my mind. I never even considered it. And so now I kind of shake my head, but, you know, and as I was thinking about this, it's, that's totally the power of paradigms. You're right. You know, and it just took a simple Facebook comment at this moment in time to kind of make me see it. So it really got me thinking about the, the real feasibility of doing away with a printer completely. So knowing that we don't use a printer much, we had to take a look at what we do use it for. And here's what I kind of boiled it all down to. All right. The first one is Vanessa prints out service agreements for her clients. You typically use an email version of that, right? I do. But I you like to have a paper copy on hand yeah, for just, some of my, some of my, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Well, yeah. there's some of my older clients that aren't – that. Don't have email. Yeah, they don't use email that much. Right. But it's very rare. Very, very very rare. I mean, how many times would you say? A couple times a year? Two. Yeah. Twice? Okay. So one option is just having a couple of printed out, a couple of the the forms pre-printed and having them on hand, right? Mm -hmm. So the next thing we really use it for on the list, I think, is printing out online coupons occasionally, maybe twice a year. If that. If that. Oh, my gosh. I I don't remember the last time we did that. We did it for going to Rome's Pizza for... (laughs) The pizza store. <laughs> the pizza store. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. And that was six months ago, probably. The last time I think is when we used to get SeaWorld tickets for veterans. There you go. Yep. But SeaWorld, that was yep. once a year. That was it. You know, yep. Okay. So 
you know, we can try taking a screenshot of it with our phone, you know, just doing a little screen capture and try to use that. You know, if right. not, it's certainly not worth, we don't save that much on a coupon that would justify having a printer out here. <laughs> right. So the number three thing on the list is our son's schoolwork. So, and that's maybe two to three times per school year. And he always has the option of printing it out somewhere else or, or what have you, printing, printing it out of school, which he usually can. Or so he can print it out of his mom's house, right? He down can, the street. He can print it out of his mom's house down the street. That's yeah. right. So the number four thing is, sometimes we print out tickets to hockey games or movies or something like that, and maybe that's a few times a year. But a good option there, I thought, was we'll just use the will call option at the ticket booth. So we can still pay ahead and get the deal. Exactly, yeah. But we'll just pick it up at will call. Yeah. Actually, I get frustrated when I have to print out a ticket. I'm like, really? You don't have that in your computer system? I I can't just automatically, I mean, I don't know. And then how big is the ticket and how much of the rest of the printing is just ads? Yeah, it's just ads. It's Well, that's why they do it. Yeah. So those are really, those are the four reasons that we print anything. Anything else would just be strictly convenience. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as I was going through that, I was thinking, well, what are some other ways that you can accomplish all of these things? So I came up with a list. So here are some ways to print out what you actually do need to print out. The first one is email to print services. And stores like Office Max or Office Depot or FedEx Kinko's all have an email um, email to print service. So you just forward it to them? I you mean, just They have an email, email address yeah. where you, you email it to them and then you go there and, you, and it prints right out. Okay, you just pick it up there. Okay. Yep. Or, or it goes into their buffer, you sign in and then you print it out. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I've been to one of those places in forever. So. I know, and, but if it's, and that's an extra step in your process. There's no doubt about it. But once again, it lets you think and maybe plan ahead a little bit. That's cool. And the next one is save stuff into Evernote. <laughs> so you knew I, you knew it wouldn't take me long Can't to get it. to Evernote, right? Can't help yourself. And I'm an Evernote fiend, and it really is kind of the repository for all things info in our in the Hayes family. Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that. So you know, if you, if you're worried about just keeping something, this isn't necessarily printed out. Although you could forward it from there to one of those other services, but it's a way to keep things that you want to have a record of. Mm-hmm. Another way to have a record of things is to print to PDF. Most operating systems let you print to PDF as an option. So like in Apple's OS X, you can save it to online receipts or you can save it as a PDF. On, and it's right there in the print menu. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and again, I prefer to save to Evernote. Right. So I could just email it into Evernote or clip it in with the Evernote clipper and save it as text in an Evernote note. Or I can copy it as a PDF and drag the PDF as an Evernote. So the online receipts, it'll just save to the person's hard drive or whatever somewhere in there. Yeah, right? it, has a def- it has a folder in there called, on. I think it's called online receipts. I'm not sure about PCs. I know Mac does. Matt does it. Okay, that might be. But good. you could always set up a folder if that's if that's how you want sure. to operate. Sure, I'm just sure. thinking how useful that might be for some of my clients because I'm always touting Evernote and ScanSnap. But that's that's a whole other learning curve. Right. If there's something already in their system that I can use to help them, then that might be beneficial because I can't tell you how many clients I have that just save receipt at the receipt yeah. receipt. It's yeah. So good. Thank you. So then there's always the print what you need option. And there's always a, a good old thumb drive that you could use. If there's something that absolutely needs to be printed in a hard copy form, save it to a thumb drive. Mm-hmm. And then try to batch print uh, your print jobs if possible and go print them out all at once. So if you think about it money-wise, the going rate for black and white pages is about $0.07 cents at places like Office Max, FedEx, and between 5 and $0.10 cents usually at public libraries here mm-hmm. in the U.S., even some drugstores like CVS and Walgreens have printing services, but I couldn't find that like an enterprise-wide program on their website, so it may just be individual stores, so you may want to check okay, on that. Yeah. 
Heck, even a lot of just corner stores will, they have a, a copier or a printing printing service. Those so. little mail stores, you know. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. Yeah, UPS stores mm-hmm. and all that. Right. So when you consider ink costs these days, five or 10 cents a copy is about what you print at home. And that's if you do a lot of printing at home. If you're like us, it's it can be months between print jobs. And oh, what yeah. usually happens is your ink hardens on you. It's no good. You pay an exorbitant price for it, and then you only use it a couple of times. So really, our per-page printing costs mm-hmm. were probably a couple dollars a page when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, because last year. They yeah. was like, what's going on? We just got this ink. Or it seemed like we just got the ink. It's just that we got it, but we just didn't use it. Right. And, and especially when you make the mistake of like a... Um, we bought a triple cartridge. So, you know, you're going to save money. And, and it was. It was a lot cheaper than a regular cartridge. But you're not saving anything if you don't use it. You don't use it. And if it goes six months and it hardens up on you. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. You've wasted a lot of money. So there, there's other options, too, for the other all-in-one functions that we talked about in this machine. Mm-hmm. Like digital signatures. Isn't it ridiculous? And I think we've all done this. But you print out a page just so you can sign a document and then fax it to somebody? I just did that. Well, I didn't fax it, but I just had to print out a copy to sign. Um, I was updating my business insurance, and I just printed out this document just so they can get a signature on it, and then I scanned it into my scan snap and then had to send it an email back. Yeah. I had to have that signature. I didn't even think about Everybody, has, I think, uh. has done that. But now <laughs> you can use, like even on mobile devices, I use iAnnotate mm-hmm. PDF on, uh, on my uh, iPad. And uh, I'm not sure about on the PC, but on the Mac, you can sign docs using the little trackpad uh, on your computer. You know, the little finger trackpad that you use instead of a mouse? You can sign docs with that with apps like uh, Autograph and Signature. Those are two of them. And you can use the built-in Signature option in the preview menu. That comes standard on the Mac. I'll kind of tell you about those a little bit about what differentiates those programs. And I uh, looked at lifehacker.com. And one thing, I'm just going to kind of read what they wrote. Signing digital documents has gotten a bit easier over the last few years, especially on the Mac, with great apps like Autograph and the built-in signing option in Preview. But both have their pros and their cons. Autograph, while quite good, can't store signatures and has been a little unstable in recent releases. Preview, on the other hand, requires a webcam and an image of your signature. The quality of the final product doesn't look so great either, but you can store signatures so you don't have to scan them in all the time. Signature, however, combines the best of both. You can sign with your finger on the trackpad, and it stores signatures for later use. So that's an option. So you can sign right there and then send it off. And for the fax function of your all-in-one, you can use a a program called HelloFax, and that also lets you keep a digital image of your signature on file, which you can reposition, resize, and reuse on other docs. And you can use uh, online fax services as well. It's kind of wasteful to print out a page just to be able to fax it. And instead, you can sign up for an online fax service like Fax Zero, and they'll let you send and receive paperless faxes through email or through the web or on your smartphone. That's nice. And there's lots of different services like out, like, uh, like this out there. If you just Google uh, online faxing or something like that, yeah. you'll be fine. I remember I had to use that a few years ago in one of the businesses. It's, it was very convenient. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about having a fax machine or fax number and all that good stuff. So, and, but, but still, I don't know. I can't, I can't recall the last time we sent a fax. And if we need to, usually we just go to. Because yeah, a lot of businesses now are just accepting emails yep. with, you know, with that signature. Yeah. So. All right. Well, those are some options for you. 
like take it. some time and I mean really evaluate whether you need a printer. And if it you know falls squarely into that category of the twenty percent of things that cause eighty percent of your tech problems, maybe it's time for you to mm-hmm. let it go. So for us, our printer has definitely gone on to our tech to phase out list. So if you've gone without a printer or you think you could, we'd like to hear from you. You know, we'd like to know either way. Uh, if you have tips that you'd want to pass on, that'd be fantastic. Right. Other programs that we could use, right. other options to go without the printer, that'd be awesome to know. Yeah, it could just send us uh, send us an email or mm-hmm. hit us up in a comment section of uh, for this podcast, simplelifetogether.com slash 015. So that'll be nice, too. So we're going to actually try to go without using this printer. Are we going to test ourselves? I think so. Yeah, I think think we will. So, you know, there may be a few growing pains about it, but... Aren't there always? That's what growing's all about, right? You just got to kind of figure it out and see if we... Growing and learning, right? Yeah. I'm really anxious and kind of just busting that paradigm, though. That's kind of cool. It's a neat concept. Thanks again, Farnoosh, for kind of planting the the seed. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's it's funny because you usually think a lot of that stuff through, which you do, but it was just for it to, to hit you that way, like, well... What duh? Do we really have to have the printer? Right. <laughs> I mean, we hardly ever use it, but it just—it's one of those things. It's just been part of our lives, you know, in the workforce and at home. That it's just—you feel like you have to have one. Well, I think I'm going to start questioning that a lot more. You know, one of the analysis okay. tools that I absolutely—oh, there's another ding. About a ding. Another angel gets its wings. But um, <laughs> the—I'm uh, <laughs> gonna—I'm gonna start asking that question. And one of the analytical tools, you know, I love it. It's called the five whys. When you ask, well, you know, why five times go and drill down on that five, five different levels and usually get to the the root problem. And I think one of the first one I'm really going to start is just questioning whether I even need it to begin with, not which one to get, Yeah. but why do I need it? Why do I need that? Yeah. Why is that? Especially for things that we've always just assumed. I need to print documents. Really? Well, why do you need to print documents? Well, because I need this. Oh, really? Why do you need yeah. that? Yeah. Why do your clients really need that? Do they really need that? You know? I right. think that's awesome. So, yeah. Well, anyway. I guess I'm going to start using that. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll let you know how it goes. Very and cool. we, again, we'd love to hear from you. If you're up to the challenge, uh, let us know. And uh, we're going to definitely be hounding Farnoosh to see how it works out for her, too. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, before you get into the things segment, we have an edit and forget it update. Um, we've welcomed a lot of new folks to the Facebook Edit and Forget It page this week. So if you signed up for Edit and Forget It, join us on Facebook too. It's never too late to join the challenge. It's going on all year. So if you're ready to edit 2013 things from your life, head on over to simplelifetogether.com and sign up. All right. Yeah, that's going good over there. We're having a lot of fun. All right, let's move on to the thing segment. And Vanessa, I think you should go first this week. Okay, so my thing is Charity Water. A little over a week ago during an interview, we were asked about the charity that we sponsor on our website. The interviewer thought it was pretty cool and asked us about it. So I don't think we actually shared the story before, so I'll talk think, about it today. Yeah, I don't think we have. Yeah. Cool. So basically, we support an organization called Charity Water. It's a nonprofit organization that brings clean and safe water to people in developing countries. And we heard about it last year at the World Domination Summit. But what's interesting is that even before we got off the train on our way to the hotel, and before we even knew anything about Charity Water, Dana and I were talking about how we both really wanted to be more deliberate with donating to charities both here in the U.S. and abroad. Now, personally, I've done some volunteering in the past, and I loved it every time I did it, but I've never been really deliberate about it. Yeah, we never 
you know, like to we focused just, our efforts or like, anything. You know, yeah, this is what we're gonna do every year. You know, that kind of a thing. It was yeah. all, it was more like by chance. Like if um, you know, friends or colleagues and you know, or groups that we were affiliated with needed help and support, we would help them then. You know, right. So, but basically, it was on our mind. And lo and behold, one of the first speakers was Scott Harrison, the CEO of Charity Water. He told his story of how he lived an extremely selfish, arrogant, and spiritually bankrupt lifestyle, some of which I can relate to. Um, he wanted to revive his faith, and so he set out to dedicate one year of his life to volunteering for a nonprofit. He ended up working for mercy ships, basically floating hospitals, uh, which were ships made up of surgeons and other medical professionals who performed medical procedures in poor and developing countries. Yeah, and so during this time, he was like their photojournalist, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he basically met another guy that was on another volunteer who was basically testing water in the villages and I guess kind of analyzing the effects yeah, of that like water. Yeah, like a bioenvironmental bio engineer yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I tell you what, you wouldn't believe some of the stories and images Scott Harrison shared in his presentation. I mean, I was literally in tears. And yeah, I, I think everybody in the audience was. Oh my gosh, I was choking on my tears and, and it was embarrassing because I didn't have any <laughs> tissues to wipe away my snot. That. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do here? I was like, I didn't, I came here to get pumped up. Well, I actually was, I did get pumped yeah. up, but I was like just in tears. It just hit me so, so, um, it just hit me so hard, you know? But anyway, so based off of this, he decided to start his own charity. Charity Water, of course. And there are a couple of things that really make this charity unique. First, 100% of donations go towards building the wells. All of the overhead money that charities usually spend from donations is completely covered by other large donors. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. so 100% of the money that people donate goes to their no kidding mission and not the overhead to support it. And the other cool thing is that you get to track the progress of each project that your dollars go towards. So you get that via updates in your email, or um, you can even see the projects via GPS. So it's just really cool. I mean, he really thought it was important that the donors got to see where their dollars went. Right. And that 100% of their dollars went towards these projects. So that's what really kind of impressed me with it. So we are totally on board and have decided to help donate in a couple of different ways. So the first thing is that any money that we make through our affiliate sales from our resources page and items you buy on Amazon by going through our link at simplelifetogether.com slash Amazon, those will go towards Charity Water. Right. And you know, with Amazon affiliates, you, you get like between 4 and 6% of what people order. It doesn't add anything to the cost of the item for them. No, no. But so, and honestly, you don't make a lot of money on that, but but it's something. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's worth, and it's worth giving people an option to do that to support yeah, them. Yeah, for us, that's an, just one, it's a little step, but it's a deliberate step, which right. is what we're moving towards. Yeah, just good way, that's a good way to say it. And, and then another thing that we do is that when we have uh, guest interviews on, on the show, a way of saying thanks to those that we interview, we want to make a donation to the charity of their choice. But if they don't have a preference, then we'll donate to Charity Water. Right. And then Dan and I um, are also giving up our birthdays this year. Mine is in April and Dan's is in September. Just saying. <laughs> we never really make a big no. deal about birthdays. We don't. But, you know, instead of little gifts or whatever from those close to us, we ask that they make a donation towards uh, Charity Water instead. Yeah, again, being deliberate about it, saying, please, no gifts. Let's, if you would, just uh, help give towards Charity Water. And eventually, I would like to do a 60-day campaign to try and raise money. Um, my long-term goal is to raise $5,000 because that's what it costs to build a well for a community of around 250 people. And I just think that would be so Wouldn't cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? That yeah. would be really, really cool. So you may be hearing more from us in the future about Charity Water, but please take a few minutes to, to check them out at charitywater.org and I think you'll be as touched by their story as we were. I think so too. I mean, it's an awesome organization. So that is my thing. So what's your thing, Dan? So I'm going to talk about Leo Babauta from zenhabits.net. 
I mentioned him uh, just a few short minutes ago, and he wrote a blog post called Advice to My Kids. And I think it's a great post that any dad or mom could relate to. And Leo and his wife have six kids, and they have completely changed their lives through Leo's blog, again, at Zen Habits. And sometimes it helps to write out, I think, what you want to teach your kids. And it just kind of reminded me, the whole post kind of reminded me of uh, writing out a letter to my then four-year-old son just after 9-11. And I was, you know, I knew I was, I was getting ready to deploy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just don't know if you're going to come back or not. And uh, I was single and it was, and his mom does a fantastic job with him. But there, mm-hmm. I th- there's some things that I wanted to make sure that he knew. And so if I wasn't going to be around, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, there were certain things that. I wanted to pass on some values, some moral things that a boy should hear from his dad. Mm-hmm. And, and if I wasn't around to tell him, then writing that letter seemed like the right thing to do. Oh. So thankfully, that letter was never opened, and uh, I still have it in, uh, yeah. in with some military records, and, and hopefully he'll never have to see that. But uh, Leo's letter to his kids covered a lot of the same things. Really? And as I was reading it, I was just like, wow, I wish every parent would make the effort to um, to really write those things down and pass them on to their kids. Because, you know, you say it to the kids and, and um, sometimes you don't say it all at once or, you know, it's just words and they may not be in receive mode at the time, but just writing it out for them and giving them a copy of it for them to read it. And yeah, it's a piece of paper, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it gives them something to reflect on. I know you keep a lot of letters from your dad. Yeah. Those are some of the few yeah, I don't, that, I don't keep very much, but I do have some yeah. very sentimental and just beautiful letters that my father wrote about life. And I remember specifically when, when I graduated from high school, getting ready to go into college, and he gave me some amazing advice that I still listen to and he buy today. So, yeah, and I those are some of the things I keep, sentimental things, the letters from my mom. And, yeah. and of course, she's still around doing great and still always there <laughs> for me to lean on, her and my dad. And, and uh but even still, her letter, letters are pretty special to me. Yeah. And so... Well, your children, you know, the children will cherish that stuff. Yep, they'll, they sure will. They'll love it, so... Hopefully. Maybe not immediately, no. but maybe down the road. Yep. Yeah. So that's my thing. <laughs> that's awesome. I really like yeah. that. <laughs> Certainly not a tech thing, but, but uh, that's my thing. That's an important thing. Well, well thanks, Dan. Okay, we're going to hit some listener feedback real quick. Well, you guys have been great about leaving iTunes ratings and reviews lately, and we yes. hope you keep it up. And uh, we just wanted to say thanks very much to uh, a few folks who've left a review or a rating since the last time we sent a podcast your way. And so thanks to T-Boy's mom, Annie5000, Templey123, and Adam Wayne. Adam we Wayne. really appreciate your... Uh, your comments, they mean a lot to us, and it sure does help with uh, the show and the ratings and for other people to find it. Yeah, it makes us smile real big, <laughs> so we really appreciate it. And we also got a really nice email from, from Amy. Yeah, that was a great email. <laughs> she was a, she actually kind of made like a poem that hit some of the podcasts, right? It was, it was, it was, real, it was just really nice. We'll just leave it with that. Cool. It was very flattering and <laughs> it nice. Was cool. and, and, you know, sometimes you wonder when you're sitting here in the shed quarters that, that uh, you hope what you're doing resonates with some yeah. folks, and, and, and we think it has. So Yeah, we also had another email, too, from, from a listener that was interested in learning about, some, uh, about a future topic, which we might talk about, just talking about renting versus owning. And so that might be a future podcast. Yeah, so and keep the ideas coming. We really appreciate it. I love it. Okay, so that's it for Episode 15 of Simple Life Together. Today, I talked about setting up a morning routine to make yourself more productive and just plain old feeling better as you start the day. (laughs) And Dan got us thinking whether we could go printerless to eliminate the hassle and cost of maintaining a printer as we strive to go paperless. And my thing was just a a simple letter, advice to my kids, that was written by 
Leo Babata of ZenHabits.net. Thanks, Leo, for uh, writing that. Uh, not just so we can enjoy it, but for so your kids know exactly where you're coming from. And it brought back some memories of mine, my own letter to my son uh, over a decade ago. And my theme is about charity water, what it does, what it means to me, and what you can do to help. So that'll do it for today. Don't forget to sign up to receive the Simple Life Guide to Building Your Website if you're looking to start a lifestyle business. Consider the Edit and Forget It Challenge to eliminate 2013 things from your life in 2013. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show. As always, you can find us in iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories. Or you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash RSS and subscribe there. And you know, we're recording this the week of 10 February. And just in case you were wondering, there's been some issues with iTunes and and new episodes Mm -hmm. not showing up. So just in case you were wondering, everything's okay. We got episode 14 is out. If you subscribe to the show, you got it. But if you're a new listener, first of all, welcome. But you may not have found episode 14 right away. So hopefully iTunes gets that squared away by Monday. And if you get some value from the show, we'd appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Again, it does wonders to help others find the show, and you can just go to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes, write a couple of lines, hit some of the stars, and that's it. Thanks very much. And remember, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 015. We changed up the site a bit so it's easier for you to find the episodes, but the show notes are still packed with info. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplified, and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. As always, we love to hear from you, so be sure to leave a comment below the show notes or a voicemail on the site. Feel free to plug your show or your site, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Or you can just send us a good old-fashioned email. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. Simple Life Together.